My name's Tom and welcome to my race chinwag. For every single Formula One race this year, pre and post race, we'll be talking all about it live on YouTube, but this is the audio only version just for your nice, cute little ears. Give us a like, five star, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're listening, and let's crack on. And we are live and we are on time. Welcome to the Hungarian Grand Prix post race chinwag roll intro we're back in england we're back in my little space thank you all for joining wherever you are in the world um i was at the hungarian grand prix this weekend um got back flight landed about half five today um hence why this is a late um post-race chinwag but never mind we move how are we doing, everyone? Thank you all for coming. Hello, Lunard, Jaron, Nathan, the best, Mitch, Bailey, Nick, Doug, Sava, Hamza, Freya, Panthera, Chow, nice person, Luisma, F. Liam, Mr. Bruce, uh, Ewan, Mohammed, Brett, Peter, Prue, Owen, Faster, Lolly, Ryan, Philip, Max, Mitchell, Refil, Marie, Darkman, Shelby, Risa, Thomas, Yoris, Laszlo, Cyril, Haley, Ninja, Eust, Joe, Alan, Philip, Halita, Alban, Rafi, 7BD273. Thank you all for coming, wherever you are in the world. It's a pleasure to be back live streaming. I was thinking about doing this stream this morning from the hotel room, but I decided, you know what? No, no, we'll get back. Again, we'll cater for that time zone that isn't always typically catered for these live streams. Okay, let's try and mix it up. Um, wow. Hungarian Grand Prix. So, obviously, compared to the norm, I do have a slightly different perspective um, on this because I was there for the race. And even though, like, this month's been obviously crazy, um, going to Austria, going to Silverstone, doing the video with Lando and Oscar. Um, and... With those two races, I didn't go to the race itself. I went on the, the Friday, Saturday. Um, actually, this weekend, we didn't go to the track on the Friday, but did on the Saturday and Sunday for the race. So um, it's the first time this year. Yeah, the, the first race of the year that I've actually seen the cars on the Sunday. Um, sat at turn one, had a really good spot. Um, and... Obviously, that's somewhat going to skew my perception of this race. Okay, so I have watched it back, of course. Um, when you're sat, and um, some of you would have been to a race before. Obviously, when you're sat at a certain corner, it is hard to take it all in. You don't have the commentary, the clear commentary. Anyway, you can kind of faintly hear it, um, and obviously, it depends how close you are to a screen. Fortunately, um, sat at turn one. At Hungary, there is quite a good screen placement. So I had a pretty good idea of what was going on um, throughout the race, which wasn't much. And maybe that's why I had a pretty good idea because even there I could still get the gist that Max was taking off and Oscar lost his tyres and Russell and Perez came through the field. And there you go. Versatility, you've given it a 0.5 out of 10. Ouch. And thank you, Jude, as well, for joining Friends of Tom. I appreciate that very much. So, £2 a month game. Well, what are we saying, people? Let's not beat around the bush. Race rating out of 10, 
let me know. What are you saying? Give me some numbers in the live chat. I will use those numbers to reference. Also, audio-only listeners, welcome. Thank you for putting me in your ears. Um, there's not a huge amount of you, but I love you all the same. I don't love you. I don't know you. That is parasocial talk. None of that. Um, I appreciate you all the same. That's a bit, that's, uh, uh, that's the way it should be, right? What are we saying? Seeing a lot of fours, fives, uh, twos, threes. Okay, yeah, I think I think there's uh, let's let's start. Let's do uh, so race rating out of ten. So is it a two or lower? Um, a three, a four, or a five or higher? Now again, I reiterate. Okay. The important thing here is five is a bang average race, okay? It is no better than it is worse because it's in the middle, okay? That's the way it should be, okay? Right, putting the poll out there. What are you saying? And thank you, Daniel. Oh, of course, Daniel, Daniel. I, I recognize that surname, Dan. Good to see you, mate. Thank you for coming along. Pleasure to see you again this weekend. It wasn't just because you won tickets, didn't you? You won tickets. Um... Nah, Dan, pleasure, pleasure as always. You know, okay, I'll tell you, I'll tell this story actually to chat, um, Dan. So, Dan was on the, um, in the Austria video, and he won tickets to Hungary. And then on the Friday, um, I was walking across the bridge in Budapest, coming kind of back, Budapest, sorry, Pest, coming back over. And then I'm with Hannah, and, and then she's like, Tom, someone's like calling you. And I turn around. And it's Dan in his car driving, like going past, being like at the lights. What are the chances? The guy who wins tickets to the Hungarian Grand Prix that we gave away on the channel in person, and then madness. But yeah, great guy. Love it, Dan. Right, okay, cool. Let's have a look at this race rating out of 10. Two or lower, 4%, um, 3%, 17%. And then 4, 41%, 5 or higher, 39%. Now, you might think, uh, Sam, we're looking at about a 4.5 out of 10. You lot seem to be giving it about a 4.5 out of 10. You, you might think the fact that I was there this weekend, the fact that I was sat at turn one as well. So pretty much every overtake happened at turn one. So I did get to see the lion's share of the very small amount of overtakes. But even so, giving it a three. I've given it a three out of 10. Um, it won't live long in the memory. The thing that will live long in the memory is Lewis Hamilton taking pole position on the Saturday. Because I tell you what, that was, to be there for that, atmosphere-wise, crazy. Um, it was a bit of a stinker, wasn't it? It was a bit of a stinker. You had, you know, Checo and George coming through the field, you know, because they made, they slash T, their teams made mistakes in qualifying to allow them to push through the field. Other than that, there was very little going on. Um, it was a shame that Lewis couldn't hold on to P1 out of turn one. Ultimately, the pace that Max had to the 35 second, whatever it was, margin for victory. At the end of the day, that was, you know, 
the big I think it's the biggest one to date, isn't it, that he's had so far. And so when you don't have that scrap at the front, there wasn't too much. It was really I, I was gassing Alex defend lap after lap after lap into turn one from Bottas right behind him for what seemed like forever. Um that was quite exciting. But other than that, it was kind of just Checo and George making recovery drives through the field. You know, we didn't, we had the turn one contacts, of course, which took out both Alpines, which, damn. Um, you know what? Qualifying wise, very good. It, is this a thing? That whenever quality's good, the race is dead, and whenever quality's bad, the race is pretty good? I don't know. I think Quali was really exciting. I feel like I feel like we should dedicate some time just to talk about qualifying. But yes, my race rating is a paltry three out of ten. Okay, and I was there, so I'm more inclined to be biased. Don't get me wrong, right? The race was pretty dead, but I tell you what, actually, Hungary's gone up in my estimation um, as a event. Okay. As an event, I think it's a very good one to go to. The only issue is getting out of the track. Um, any of you who have been to Hungaroring before for a Grand Prix will probably know this. It is a it is a nightmare to get out of the Hungaroring after, particularly after the race on Sunday. I mean, we, we left like basically as the yellow flag sector two came up on screen for Logan. That's basically when when I left and uh, I still was queuing for almost two hours to get out um, just to get just to get a cab, let alone actually get back to the hotel. And then on um, Saturday, we were queuing for about two and a half hours before we actually get in a cab. And so the cab's crazy, uh, coaches, crazy. They've got heli. They offer helicopters. You can get a helicopter. You pay like five hundred euros, I think it is. It's equivalent to about five hundred euros for a helicopter to take you to the airport. So that doesn't even get you back to your hotel. That just gets you to Budapest Airport, and then you've still got to get home from there. But when people were doing it, that would actually be a sick video. To be fair, like one day maybe I can be like, ah, oh, get get a sponsor on board to be like, oh, okay, let's get some cover that, cover that bread, and be like, right, let's let's pay for. I flew to the Hungarian Grand Prix in a helicopter. That's a great title. That'd be fun. Maybe one day we'll see. <laughs> but yeah, it was... Um, what else is there to say about the actual race? Food, amazing. Food is amazing. Uh, all the food I had was really good. Um, there is a video coming this week, of course. And um, what did I have? Oh... What's it called, man? It was in like a box. It's like kind of kebab meat in a box. If one of you says it in chat, I'll know it. And it had like salad in it and it had like steak cut chips at the bottom. It begins with G. Giros, thank you, Han. <laughs> thank you, Hannah. Um, <laughs> appreciate the wife in the chat helping out for once. Thank you, Han. Rather than disrupting me. You actually... Uh... <laughs> Thank you, wife. Love you. Um, <laughs> Giros. It was very good. Very good, Giros. Um, actually, we had some... Because um, Hannah's vegetarian, so they didn't have a huge amount of veggie options, but I had like a, a veggie box of... Again, it, I think it was like 
it wasn't called gyros, but it was like gyros, but it was a vegetarian meat substitute. And it was actually really nice as well. Um, and Hannah had a vegan hot dog, which was actually really nice. So there you go. Um, yeah, the delicacy there was decent. Um, the vibes were good. Uh, you know what? I was really, um, having been to Austria, which, you know, Spielberg and Budapest are like not far from each other, relatively speaking. So I was really interested to see what the spread of fans is. Because again, uh, Red Bull Ring it is at least 80%. Max Verstappen fans specifically, at least. So I was interested going into Budapest, and it was much more like Silverstone, to be honest, with slightly more Max fans. You know, at Silverstone, there's a lot of Lewis fans, there's a lot of Lando fans, um, more so than the rest, but there's still everyone's kind of accounted for. And, and in Hungary, I think I would say probably Lewis was the most supported driver, at least in the turn one stand. So when he put it on pole, the reaction. I kind of wish I recorded it, but also I'm glad I got to, because it was literally, you see him come round, and I'm watching the screen, and I'm like, go on, do it, and then, like, it was, it was, it was good vibes, it was very good vibes, um, I mean, he was never going to hold on to, for the win, was he, but the vibes were decent, so, yeah, would recommend the uh, Hungarian Grand Prix, I think if I, if I was to do it again, I would... I'd go on the Friday. It's, it's less busy on a Friday, so I'm sure it'd be much easier to get out. Um, like stay late, you know, have a few drinks with the Verstappen fans because they're always good fun. Um, and then Saturday, go, and then stay late on the Saturday and wait for the queues to die down and again, have a drink, have some fun. Um, and then not go to the race on Sunday because, look, again, I, I've, I've said this before, like... Um, it's a privilege to be able to go to an F1 race, of course, but I want to be honest, like with my my feedback as to how I follow the sport, and I'm sure a lot of you, like the reason you watch and, and listen to what I do is because you probably follow the sport in the similar similar way that I do. Where part I think I think a big part of what um, what gives me the most enjoyment in following this sport is trying to understand as much as possible and trying to, you know, have all the information I need to then have educated opinions and learn stuff. Like I, I want to know what's going on and it's just so difficult to follow. And I just think Saturday is such a great experience anyway, because it's the one time you see the cars at full tilt. Yes, you're not seeing them wheel to wheel, of course. That is the thing you're missing out. But even sat at turn one hungry, which is one of the best overtaking opportunities on the on the calendar, you know. I'll be honest, like if, if you can go to a Grand Prix, like you've got to go of course, go to a race, right? And and, and see a Sunday race. But if if you, you know, maybe you can only I, I can't remember if they I think certain Grand Prix maybe do just sell like Friday tickets or I know it's hot. I don't think you can get just Saturday tickets. But what I'm saying is if, if there's opportunities where you can't necessarily go on the Sunday, I really don't think you're like missing out because I just feel that the the experience on TV is so good and it keeps you so well informed. Yes, you don't get that atmosphere. But if you can watch it, like, watch it at home with some mates or something, like, I feel like that gives you so much more information to then 
process and, and understand what's going on. I mean, this whole like, and also to be fair as well, yeah, the whole like Lando smashing the trophy and all that, which we'll get into. Like, I didn't even know that any of that happened until like pretty much got back to the hotel or like in the cab because then I had data in the cab because it wasn't working in the queue for some reason. And then um, I was like, oh, Lando smashed the trophy. I was like, what, what, what's happened? What happened? Um, fall, fallen behind. So, um, yeah, listen, it, it was, again, it was a good experience. Would recommend, but be very cautious around getting getting out. Also, Budapest is a beautiful city. I was super, I, I had no expectations, really, to be honest. I, di- I didn't have expectations, um, positive or negative. And it it was really good. I, I would definitely, like, it's the kind of place I could definitely go back to. Um, for sure, I would super recommend just as a place to visit, regardless of the F1, to be honest. The weather was was great. Was obviously, there's that heat wave going on at the minute, which kind of touched on Hungary a little bit because it was kind of what it was in the 30s um, for sure, for sure at periods, but it, it's been nowhere near as hot as it's been down in like Italy and Greece and that. So um, I hope anyone affected by that, by the way, is uh, is okay because it sounds pretty horrific so um yeah all in all a great experience great fan experience getting out was annoying but a great fan experience but shame the race didn't deliver and uh thank you orange for the 199 by the way appreciate it get in there mcclazers max so compelling to see them race oh mclaren yeah we will get into them won't we mclaren 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 once again lando another p2 let's have a little look at the final race result, shall we? Round 12, well, the, the 12th completed race um, of the season. Max Verstappen wins with fastest lap, of course, um, ahead of Lando Norris, who held on at, in the end, held the uh, charge from, from Checo, which was, was coming, but he never got within like two and a half seconds. There was a bit of blue flags and kind of Yuki, we'll talk a bit about that as well. Um but yeah, Lando held on in the end. And actually, Checo was under a bit of pressure from Hamilton at the end in P4. It seems that Mercedes maybe didn't put enough cooling louvres on their car, perhaps. They were struggling a bit with temperatures managing that, which isn't the first time we've heard Mercedes struggle with temperatures. But again, it was a very hot day. And uh, race day was, it was, I, I had to be very, um, very on it with the, the sun cream to protect my my freckly um from my freckly skin so uh yeah it was a tough day for mercedes ultimately them finishing p4 and 6 probably wasn't representative i i would i would maybe argue that i think if if mercedes had eh i suppose yeah on the day ultimately with lewis's car you can say, oh, well, if they added a bit, if they, if they called it a bit better, but then that's changing the car. So, you know, on the day, like McLaren and Mercedes were pretty close, to be honest. I think Lando and Oscar getting the jump on Lewis at the start obviously changed things a lot because you're running. Like, Lewis would, would have essentially been in clean air if he held on to P2 at least, right? Because Verstappen was, just took off. He just, he just disappeared up the road, didn't he? So. Um, but yeah, Piastri P5, Russell P6, Ferrari 7 and 8. <clears throat> Not ideal. Um, how the mighty have somewhat seemingly fallen 
Uh, I hope there's a big Ferrari upgrade coming because it's not looking good. Um, uh, Alonso Stroll, 9 and 10. Have they fallen backwards or have they just not progressed? We'll talk about that. And then Albon, another P11 for Alex. Alex had a really good race. I don't think he could have done much more. He started P16. Difficult Williams in qualifying against a track that is not their strong suit at all. They like nice straight lines. And Hungaroring is like a karting track. So for Alex to still get P11, I was super happy with him. It's a shame he didn't get a point. But he did a quality job holding off Bias for as long as he did. Bias P12, Ricardo P13. Well done, Daniel. Tell you what. Exceeded my expectations for sure. Uh, Hulkenberg, 14, falling back from P8 in qualifying. Sonoda, P15, behind Ricardo. Joe, 16, after qualifying P5. Ouch. Um, K-Mag, 17. And then Sergeant Gasly and Ocon did not finish the race. Sergeant was technically classified, but he did DNF. So there you go. Um, and yeah, mad. Mad race. And by mad, I mean maddeningly boring. <laughs> I mean, look, again, obviously, when you're, when you're there, you, you find other things to, you know, get, get excited and interested about. Because, again, it moves at turn one. But, but even then, it was still like, yeah, this is, not, this is not one that will live long in the memory, okay? By any stretch of the imagination. Um, <laughs> thank you, Oliver, by the way, for the super chat as well. Did you break the trophy? Don't try and blame Lando. Well, I mean, maybe, you know, just from the queue to get to the cabs, just one of them stone goes over just exactly the same time he does the... No, I didn't break the trophy. 40,000 euros, apparently, that trophy was. Oliver, 40,000 euros. Damn. Damn. That's a lot of damage. Um, yeah. It happened. Yeah, it happened. Lando does this on the podium so that I think they just, you know. He's not the only one who does it. Like, in other motorsports, you see drivers do it. Um, I've seen drivers do it in on other podiums. But, um, but there you go. There you go. Right, okay. Cool, 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 cool. So, driver standings after... 11 of 22 rounds. Verstappen leads. 281 points. 110 ahead of Checo Perez. Taking 12 wins in a row. Red Bull Racing. 12 wins. Um, if you don't... Uh, Bryson Sullivan. Great guy. On Twitter. Would recommend. Um, really interesting. So, have a guess, chat. Have a guess. If George Russell hadn't won the Brazilian Grand Prix, if he hadn't won that race, guess how many races in a row Red Bull would have won? Go on, chat. First of you to win gets my respect. Oh, it's Ethan. It's Ethan Turner. Well done, Ethan. Marv, you were the first to put a number in, but 23 is not correct. At least according to Bryson. 22 races in a row. 22 22 races in a row they would have won Red Bull Racing by now. Which is uh, pretty 
pretty mad. Look, they have been dominant for the last 12 months. Since Ferrari kind of fell off, um, started last season strong, Red Bull had their, their woes, but that Ferrari was a quick car, and their development has just absolutely flatlined. Red Bull have just continued on this upward trajectory, and they've got the best driver in F1 right now. 22 races in a row they would have won if it wasn't for George Russell um, in Brazil last year. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, Fernando's still holding on to P3, but you've got to think, unless a big, significant, juicy Aston Martin upgrade comes soon, that's going to fall quite quickly to Lewis Hamilton, who's only six points now behind Fernando Alonso. Russell, 90. Science, 87. So Russell finally jumped Science. Uh, Leclerc, 80. Norris up to 60 points now ahead of Lance Stroll on 45. Ocon, 31. Piastri, 27. Just four points behind Ocon now. And then Gasly, Albon and the rest. Unchanged, no points for any of them. Um, this was, again, one of those races where we do have that established now top five that McLaren have, have, have jumped up. Um if everyone finishes in those top five teams, then there's no points left for anyone else. And Alex was best of the rest, but he was nowhere near Lance because the Aston Martin is still very much clear of that Williams. So there you go. Um, Ricardo is not 20th. This is true. Um, but for the, for the, um, for the benefit of your eyes in terms of symmetry, I've re replaced De Vries with Ricardo. Okay. Sorry, Nick, but you didn't score any points. So I've just swapped them out. Get over it. <laughs> right. Cool. Okay. So that's how the driver standings sit. Now let's um, have a look at bangers and clangers, shall we? And thank you, Blake, for the two Canadian. Love you, Chimworks. Start an F1 bets pod, can I say? You've, you've said it, Blake. So there you go. What is that? So you're like looking at different if one bet. So it's like the different odds for different drivers or something. There you go. Well, thank you, Blake. Appreciate the two Canadian. Um, cool, cool, cool. So bangers and clangers, bangers and clangers for this weekend. Is it, now look, it's a difficult one, right? Because you want to take the weekend in its totality, or at least I want to with these, right? And obviously, the race is is the thing that is the most important thing and the biggest thing the biggest component in whether it's being a banger or a clanger. Um, so let's have a look, shall we? Let's have a butch. Um, also, Billy, thank you very much for the five. Not all the super chats seem to be coming through, so apologies if I'm a bit late to your super chat. Um, they're not coming through on the chat, but they are on the back end, so I'm having to refresh. Um, thank you, Billy. For the five. Discounted sprints. Max hasn't finished lower than P2 all season. For some perspective, Schumacher's best season, 2002, had one P3 at Malaysia. Yeah, and obviously they raced a lot. How many races did they do in 2002? 2002, Formula 1 season. How many races was that in total? Come on, Wikipedia. Help me out here, please. It was how many rounds? Um... 17 rounds okay so we've had we've had 11 races again excluding Imola it would have been 12 with Imola but 
yeah, I mean, look, look, it's 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 again, it's looking very, very good, very good for a record-breaking season. We've already got one record broken um, by Red Bull Racing. It's funny because does anyone remember a video I made not that long ago? Actually, is it like six months ago? With uh, the thumbnail of Sebastian Vettel with nine fingers, which I thought was quite a funny thumbnail. Um, nine wins in a row, Sebastian Vettel. Max is now on, is it seven? Is it seven he's on now? Um, yeah, it's seven. Oh, seven in a row, Max. Max a million. It's going to take some big, juicy post-summer break upgrade, but the teams aren't allowed to do work on in the summer break, are they? So, so he could act, he could match the record in Zandvoort. Yeah, he could match the record in Zandvoort. Max could, and then he could beat the record in Monza. Mon, I think Monza's going to be interesting on that. I could see him matching it, but then Monza being the one. If if I had to put money on it, right? If I if I had to put money, I would say that he matches the record in Zandvoort. But then come Monza, something something happens because it's Monza, like the Williams will win or something. Come on, you know it makes sense. <laughs> you know it makes sense. And thank you, Rafi, as well for the four nine. Big up, appreciate it. Being a Gasly fan has started to be worse than being a Ferrari fan. It's not great. Oh, Pierre was so unlucky as well. He was so unlucky. It was, so, it was such minor contact, wasn't it? Joe to Ricardo, Ricardo to Ocon, Ocon to Gasly. I mean, the Ocon-Gasly contact, that wasn't minor. It was the... The, the Joe-Ricardo contact was, was fair, but the Ricardo-Ocon contact seemed so tiny, but it just meant that Ocon just lost it a bit and he had to correct it and then just... Straight into his teammate. L. A... Small A, capital L Pine. Um Yeah, not good. Not good. Not good. Um, <laughs> oh, Alpine. I, 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 you, know, you know I like Alpine. Yeah, I've got a place for Alpine. But, oh. <laughs> oh, Alpine. Alpine, stop it. Um, sorry, I'm just cashing cap- up on a few uh, super chats here as well. Um, thank you, Versatility, for the $10. Very generous. Thank you very much. Going back to the start of 21, Red Bull have won 39 out of 55 races. I'm sure that going over the cost cap has nothing to do with it. They exceeded by... F- in in reality, they exceeded by f- half a million, which is not enough to generate this level of advantage. Okay? That's like one bigger... I mean, I'm not... Sorry, Mick Schumacher... You're going to catch a stray here, mate. But he caused about 2 million in damage in like each season he raced um, for Haas. So it's, I understand why people draw the, but, but let's, if we're talking in reality, did that overspend result in this level of advantage? No. But the fact that it's Red Bull, who are, if it was Ferrari who overspent, we wouldn't be, you know, but also the fact that they are the best team and they are the ones who happen to overspend as well. It doesn't. It doesn't look well. It doesn't look good. Of course, of course, it doesn't look good. But in reality, did it actually make the difference? Of course, it didn't. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
they've done a great job ultimately helped by that extra half a million don't get me wrong and I still think they should have been punished more but I just we're talking about it's, it's, it's coming around again isn't it this whole conversation about who's overspent and it's going to be like this every year it's going to be like this every year unless you make the penalty worse you have to make the penalty worse so that no one even contemplates going near it and everyone go, operates to a buffer and no one no one's in the vicinity okay because otherwise then people will just take liberties and we'll get the same thing every year so if you just make the penalty so harsh that you'd be stupid to like stupid really stupid like I don't know, make them work out of the shed at the back of, you know, my mum's garden, like, for a year. Make them run. Make make the drive. They don't have a car. They make them run around the track, okay? No RB19. RB trainer. Okay? <laughs> That's what I'm saying, all right? Um... <laughs> Uh, maybe one day. Don't don't let me get in charge of the sport, right? Look, as much as I try and educate myself as much as possible, I don't, I don't envy the job of Domenicali. Don't let don't let me in charge. Um, thanks again, Blake, for the five Canadian. You bet on every race. Profit since Austria twenty two. Decent. Good stuff, Blake. Good for you. Good for you, pal. Um, thank you, Seth, for the five dollars. Do you see McLaren jumping Ferrari or Aston Martin in the constructors by the end of the season? I mean, yeah. Like, as things are going right now, absa, absa, in Lutley, of course. Um, you know, Alonso's built that buffer, hasn't he? But they just, McLaren look quick around. These are three tracks in a row now that have all been, you know, Austria and Hungary, kind of similar type of challenge, but a bit more high speed in, in, in Austria. Um, and then Silverstone's totally different to both of them. And McLaren have been quick in every single one. So now McLaren have, have, have done what Aston Martin did at the start of the season, taking this big jump up. And it's it's up to, to Ferrari and, and Aston Martin to respond now. But Ferrari, man, this is this is embarrassing. I'm sorry. This is very not good. Um cheers again, Blake, for the for the dono. Right, cool, 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 cool. So yes, bangers and clangers. Let's crack on. I'll catch up with Super Chats again in a bit because you lot are so generous. You're far too good to me. You are far too good to me. And I'm sorry I don't have Minton, by the way. Um, my mum's been looking after him um, while me and Ham were away for the race. And um, she's dropping him back tomorrow morning. So no Minton, I'm afraid. No Minton. I have a smint. Oh, if you've got this to this point in the YouTube VOD, um, comment smint. Comment smint. And if you're listening to audio only, smint, S-M-I-N-T, is the, um, not sponsored, maybe one day, is the secret word. So well done, well done, for, well done for reaching the secret word. Wow, okay. Mm. Trying to speak when you've got mint in your mouth is not the easiest. Right, okay, cool, cool, cool. Let's, um, we all good? We all good? Yep, smint in the live chat, love it. Sminton, yes. I didn't even make that connection. Sminton. There you go. Dog with fresh breath. Right. My bangers and clangers. You're not all, all going to be too happy with these. 
But then when when do we all when do we all agree? That's the beauty of sport. We don't always agree. Mine. Oh oh, and these are constructor standards, by the way. Nothing's changed. McLaren are closing the gap to Ferrari. Mine are Bosh. My bangers and clangers of the weekend. I've given Daniel Ricardo the banger drive. I've given Kevin Magnussen the clanger. Banger team Red Bull. Clanger team Alfa Romeo. Hmm. Got some explaining to do here. I know. Got some explaining to do here. So, the re- I'm going to start with Alfa Romeo because on the face of it, both cars to Q3, as much as they finish outside the points, great job around this track. The problem is the opportunity. The opportunity was so big. And from what I've read, from what I've looked into, there was a car issue. Sorry, I'm speaking weird because I've got this mint in my mouth. There's been a car issue. There was a car issue for Joe Guanyu at the start, which resulted him in resulted in him having a terrible start. Maybe that's just cope. Okay? But ultimately, and yes, Joe did take out two cars, but also Magnuson demolished by his teammate once again. And he his him in his house was so slow in the race. When you guys were Grand Prix like I remember Silverstone 21 and seeing them two Haas with Schumacher and Marzipan knocking about the back and they were so far off the back. They were so bad. They were so far off the back. Couldn't believe how much slower they were than everyone else, right? I couldn't believe it. What did Magnuson do? Sanjay. He did nothing. He he was out in Q1, his teammate gets Q3, and in the race, he was just, just he just was there, and just did nothing at the back, okay? As much as Joe did, yeah, he punted Ricardo, who took out the two Alpines. It's a chain reaction from, he, just, he qualified P5, crying out loud, man, come on, I, I'm sorry, maybe I'm biased because I like Joe, but... He's down there. Don't get me wrong. He's down there, right? That was a clangor. But Magnuson, with his experience, man, and he's getting Nico's doing a job on him at the minute, and it's mm, it's not good. He's talked about apparently this the car development has moved away from his style, which worries me when he says that. That gives me Ricardo McLaren vibes a little bit. Not good. Banger team Red Bull can't argue with it. Like it's crazy. Crazy the, the car that they gave. And Banger Drive, I mean, look, Max Max didn't put it P1, but then he was so happy with the race car. You know, you set it up, you have to get through qualifying. He only misses out by three thousandths. So, I mean, Max Banger Drive is always going to be up there, any. But Ricardo, Daniel Ricardo, because of the issues with. Um, was it Checo binned it in FP1? Then it started raining him. Daniel's complete lack. For, for Daniel to get P13 and do 40 laps on the mediums, the longest stint of anyone, and to get caught up in that incident at the start, to finish P13 ahead of his teammate, and he's literally like, in that Alpha Tauri, in practice, he'd done like 
hardly any laps, right? For him to come from the back, because he was, he was pretty much at the back after that incident, and to do 40 laps on the mediums, to, to preserve those tyres better than Yuki did, and finish P13. I mean, think if he hadn't get, got taken out at the start, he could have been up there with, like, album. But he was only, like... I think it was like three seconds beyond Bottas before he had to blue. He got blue flags to let someone through. So he almost caught up to Alex and and Valtteri. Ricard, so Ricardo pitted early because I wondered that at the time, but since I've looked in, and so Ricardo pitted early and then made that stint work. So then he jumped loads of drivers by doing that. So, just saying. I think Rook. I think Ricardo did a fantastic job. And Yuki's strategy wasn't. I mean, they both did two stops. And Yuki had a slow pit stop, granted. But for Daniel to to jump into the car, and and do and do and look as comfortable as he did, straight away, gotta give it to him. Because because I, I I didn't see it coming. I thought this was going to be Yuki Tsunoda's weekend. He would do a convincing job on Daniel. So for Daniel to out-qualify him, and in the race, he did look stronger, for sure. Um, I've got to say, I, 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 I'm, I was proven wrong. I was proven wrong. Um, and to be fair, I mean, yeah, like AlphaTauri. AlphaTauri and good strategy are rarely um rarely of one you know and no i've not seen the kid the clip of the kid calling rosberg britney um although i did hear about that that's quite funny um <laughs> right super chats thank you not from 63rd for the five dollars remember my halftime proposition we would have saved the dreadful race oh yeah I do remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Half time, half time, half time. Half time. Uh, yeah, I mean, it might... It wouldn't have. I don't think it would have. <laughs> it might have made the midfield... Again, look. Outside of... Outside of Max Verstappen, if you focus on the other 19, then it was a... It was one of them races that there wasn't loads of, you know, balls to wall, like, really close battles. But... There was enough in there for it to be exciting and interesting. Checo coming through. Like again, if you if you forget Max for a second, you know, Checo trying to catch up to Lando and Lando being really stressed about his tires and all that, and Oscar falling back for an unknown reason, George coming through, Leclerc having his penalty, so George having to get the move done on science, blah, blah, blah. Like there's there's something interesting there, but somewhat, but but even then it's it's not the excitement that we do get sometimes in Formula One, you know. Not enough, but sometimes. Thank you, Lowell, as well. I think it's time for another epic motivational speech from Rossi. Lauren Rossi, crack the whip. Well, he's gone, isn't he? Breaking news, Lowell. No, is it? I mean, he broke a few days ago. He's been replaced. He's moved away as he's no longer CEO of Alpine, Lauren Rossi. There is another individual whose name I, I can't remember uh, hang on it is replaced by Philip Kreef Kreef Philip Kreef 
is the new CEO of Alpine. So, yeah. I mean, it worked that one time, didn't it? He had a little bit of a moan at the team and then Bosch, great result. And now they've had two shockers back to back. But there you go. Oh, and your second super chat is, didn't realise he got sacked. Now they're screwed. <laughs> oh, dear. Philip Kreef, save Alpine, I beg, because they are such a frustrating team. Honestly. Um, right, cool, 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 cool. So, these are my bangers and clangers, but what about yours? Because I did put a poll out earlier today um, from the hotel room. Put it all live. Boom, boom, boom. And yours are as follows. Bonk. 2,921 votes, 44% of you gave banger drive to Lando Norris, 19% uh, to George Russell, 15% to Max Verstappen, and 8% to Daniel Ricciardo. Daniel Ricciardo. Yeah, but versatility, he got taken out at the start. So that's not that's not a fair comparison to say 13th to 13th. It's not his fault that Joe decided to not break. Um, thank you, Little Blue, for the fireball. Love the channel. Keep it up. Do you think it's easier for Max to get through the field than Perez because other drivers don't fight Max as much? It's a fair point. I think that, you know, Max Max has a rep reputation. He's going to put it all... Um, he's, he's going to be more aggressive than, than most drivers. So perhaps I think that maybe accounts for it somewhat. But I think... He's the quicker driver. Ultimately, he's more comfortable in that car, so he's more able to extract performance and close gaps and make these DRS overtakes. And, you know, when you're moving through the field, it's a balance, isn't it? We saw it in Miami. You know, not there weren't... Of those overtakes Max made coming through the field, most of them weren't that risky. Like, he didn't need to go super risk that often. Most of the time, it was just a kind of DRS pass because he just had so much pace. He could position himself in such a way that he didn't have to risk lo risk load. So um, that definitely plays a part in it, though, I think, as well. Like, the difference, I can imagine, right? You're a driver and you've got a Red Bull behind you trying to pass you for position. If, that, if you know that driver's Checo and you know that driver's Max, I, I do think you're, like, thinking a bit differently about the situation and possibly I think with Max where you know like you're going to have less like you're going to have more confidence that Max is just going to send it um, and be aggressive and, and you know get his elbows out to get the job done so maybe then you're like oh well it's not worth me fighting him because he's in a red ball so let's just kind of make it easy for him so that I don't lose time trying to defend the indefendable you know um, thank you Riverhead as well by the way friends of Tomo much appreciated. Um, cool, 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 cool. So, yeah, bangers and clangers. Um, they're the bangers. So, yeah, uh, Norris, Russell, Verstappen, Ricardo are your top four. Clanger, 65% Joe. I get it. I get it. Um, again, as much as I, from what I understand, that the, the bogging down off the line wasn't necessarily his fault. It might have been somewhat, I don't know, I'm trying to give him benefit of the doubt. But then he did, yeah, he did cause the accident that took out both Alpines, which, um, ouch. 6% uh, Perez, qualifying P9. I mean, it's not good, is it? Like, yeah, he got into Q3, but he still qualified P9. Like, come on, 
um, and we saw this weekend look, again those those Red Bull cars weren't optimised for qualifying they were optimised for the race and rightly so because that's where the actual points come and for Max to win by 35 seconds and Checo to not finish second is not great let's be honest like it, it was a very good recovery drive of course but the fact that he was in that position in the first place like I don't know. Maybe Red Bull did leave him out, you know, send him out too early and all that as well. But I don't know. I don't, uh, it's it's just it, it, given how quick Max is in that car, it's just like how much of an advantage they clearly have. It's um, it's not it's not good. Magnussen five percent, Sergeant four percent. Sergeant was okay. Um, his pace was all right. I think qualifying did the damage. Ultimately, I I, I don't think race pace there's a huge gulf between Alex and Logan I really don't I just think that Alex has got that extra bit of confidence in the car that can get him into Q2 and then maybe into Q3 where Sergeant just lacks that couple of tenths that's needed to get into Q2 to give him even a chance at Q3 um, Banger team McLaren 75% of the vote fair enough um, considering where they were four races ago Ouch. Um, yeah, Logan is definitely s slowly getting better. I I'd agree with that, Max. I I I'd agree with that. Um, Banger, yeah, 75% McLaren, 22% Red Bull, 1% Mercedes. Clanger team, 46% Alpine. I mean, it wasn't that great even before, you know, both cars went out in Q2. Alcon uh, out qualified Gasly slightly, but Alpine's just, once again, I mean, Aston Martin jumping up made Alpine look bad. McLaren jumping up makes Alpine look bad. Um, they need a good upgrade soon because not good. It wasn't their fault that they got taken out, but it is what it is. Alfa Romeo, 21%. Again, massive missed opportunity. And if it was a car problem that caused Joe to struggle so much off the line. And look, would he have been able to hold on in race conditions, race pace-wise? You know, we know one lap pace in these cars and, and, and race pace in these cars. It's like a totally different championship. Um, but that was a big opportunity for Alfa Romeo because, well, hang on, constructors table-wise, they are on nine points. They're two behind Haas and two behind Williams. Like, even just one of them Alfa Romeo's in the points, from a that, that could be tens of millions it's like 12 million, isn't it, between positions or something along those lines? So two extra positions that that could that could have paid massive dividends for them come the end of the season. So, and we're not going back to Hungary this year. So, opportunity missed. Um, Klanger team, Ferrari 16, Aston Martin 10. Standard. There you go. Yeah, Alpine are just mid on their own. Even then, I feel like Williams are pretty close. I mean. I think Alex would have run the Alpines fairly close. Maybe Bottas as well. Um, but yeah. Anyway, right. Quick reminder. Live show. Fifth. Not fifth. Fourth. <laughs> Friday the 4th of August. Me and Aldas live show. Guests. Matt and Tommy. Katie Fairman. Dan and Blake. All right. Get your tickets. Link in the video description. It's going to be good fun, okay? Just a quick reminder. Right, um, team by team. Or actually, before we go team by team, 
and we're just going to roll intro again because uh, it is a great intro. Um, what did we think? And I'm going to do a little poll, little, little, little poll. It's very unlike me to do a poll. What did we think of the Q1 hard Q, ooh, Q2 medium Q1 uh, three, what's wrong with me? Soft rule. Uh, I'm going to give you great. Um, mm, eh, terrible. What did you make of it? I'm giving you four options. I'm giving you four options. What do we think of the qualifying hard, medium, soft thing? rule um yeah most of you seem to seem to enjoy it i, I think it's good look, look listen right so they're, they're saving on the amount of tires used which fine cool they want to be net zero by 2030 is that going to make a huge difference in the broad scheme of you know the huge logistical work that goes into taking these cars around the world probably not um but from from a you know, from a from a visibility point of view, making the cars use less tires and throwing less tires away, whatever, cool, fine. Um, what what I liked about it is that different cars perform differently on different tires, so it does add a little bit more unpredictability. If you're if you're again you struggle on tire warm up, then Q one's going to be a bigger issue for you than it was when everyone was using softs. So I am quite happy with this. It's changing stuff that ain't broken. But but that doesn't mean it can't be improved. Like for me, this is just this is just better. Then what what's what's the downside? I, I don't see any downside. Like I I saw some people say, oh yeah, but it means that practice is like pointless. What do you mean? That like you you can't tell me that the the main point of practice is qualifying. No, it's the, the race. Yeah, sure you'll do a few quali sims, but the main point of practice is to set the car up for the race because that's where you get the points. So I don't know. I, I don't think it ruined. I don't. I, I don't agree. I don't, I don't think it. Practice is like the the, the learnings you're gonna you're you're prioritizing for practice. Surely that you prepare the car for the race. So I don't know. And look, maybe they need to add a couple more or whatever, like depending on the track. But but broadly speaking, I think this just should just be the standard. Like it, again, it adds a little bit more. If you're really good at firing up your tires, then you'll do well in Q1 and but it doesn't fundamentally change anything. And ultimately the sessions will get quicker as, as you go. And that's kind of cool. I don't know. I'm sure the teams that don't perform well on hearts disagree. And that's their problem. Because they don't make the rules. Or they shouldn't be making the rules. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, look. I mean, these, again, they, they tested it out. Quality was really good. It was really exciting. Um, I'm sure there's a few little things they can maybe change in terms of yeah, tire allocation for practice maybe cool um, but fundamentally I think it's uh, it's really good 
I like it. I like it. I, I was I was a happy boy with the uh on And what forty three percent of you said great, forty percent said all right, fourteen percent eh, four percent terrible. I mean I don't know how four of you four percent of you are saying terrible, but there you go. Everyone's got their opinion and you're entitled to it as much as anyone else's, um, even if I disagree, which is fine, because am I always right? I don't think, maybe I am. No, I'm not. That is a joke, okay? Ha ha, ha ha joke, ha ha funny. Okay. <laughs> right, cool, 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 cool. Okay, let's, let's go team by team then. Let's go team by team, starting with Williams. Um, again, yeah, very good drive from Alex, I think, given the... Um, the strengths of that Williams were not <laughs> were not accounted for at the Hungara ring. It's very good in a straight line. I'm very excited to see Spa. I'm very. I, I think points are well on the board for Albon um, next weekend. I have now successfully jinxed that, of course, by saying that. Um, however, I've got to say, right, my um, my, my anti jinx has been pretty good recently. You know, we had Lando and Oscar on the channel. And then a week later, they went 2-3 in qualifying. Then on Saturday, I was wearing my fluorescent green Mercedes t-shirt and Lewis put it on pole. So that seems to be a little bit too much of a coincidence to not be because the world revolves around me, doesn't it? Right, come <laughs> Oh, dear. Deary me. Um, but yeah, Williams, good time, good, good time in Spa, Alex, good job in Hungary, no points, but well done, happy with that, um, do, 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 and Sergeant, yeah, Sergeant's pace was alright, but yeah, nothing to, I think Sergeant's, there's an opportunity for Sergeant at Spa, and I hope he takes it, I hope he takes it, right, Alpha Tauri, um, yes, what to say about Ricardo? Again, yeah, he he outperformed my expectations given how little mileage he's had in that car, which is a very different car 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 to the RB19 that he drove in that Silverstone test. For him to awful towery, yeah, it's um no, it was it was impressive to jump in a, in an unfamiliar car and so quickly be at the pace. And if not, I mean, the difference between him and Sonoda was like, was it 13 thousandths or something in qualifying? So it was very tight. But for him to even match Yuki in qualifying, let alone out-qualify him and then start P13, was, again, in, in that car, super impressive. Super impressive. I know, like, you know, you look at eight-time race winner, 34, 34 years of age, had a bit of time of comeback, like, ultimately... His last stint in F1 was such a, such a badly, it will be so badly remembered that I really do hope that there's an opportunity here for Daniel to, to recover that somewhat. But I am somewhat split because you know I've got a lot of love for Yuki, right? At the end of the day, this will make or break Yuki's career, and I think this weekend, this puts a lot of pressure under Yuki. I hope he, I hope he flourishes. I hope he thrives. But if he doesn't, then uh, if Ricardo beats Yuki this year, I, I I feel like I could really see him losing that seat, maybe to Lawson. Especially given, obviously, Yuki's very close with Honda and that Honda connection isn't going to help him going forward because 
that's no longer I was it was it was ten thousandths of a second between them in qualifying. This is yeah I, I don't know. I, I do wonder what Yuki's expectations were with Ricardo. Like whether he thought oh he's gonna come in and, and not be very quick or or whether he expected this. I don't know. But um yeah. Yuki needs to this is now okay. Daniel's here. He's serious. He's quick. I've got to step up. And again, I've got I've got a lot of love for both of them. And unfortunately, I think in this scenario, only one of them comes out as kind of the winner as such. We'll see. We will see. Not much more to say. Um, but uh, I don't know. This is. I know a few. I've seen a few of you commenting this as well. This this whole like. A lot of you love Yuki and Ricardo, and I feel in the same. I want, but I feel like only one of them can actually like kind of come out of this looking good. You know, you could be saved by Honda, maybe, maybe, maybe. We'll see. Um, anything more to say on Afatari? Oh, I do know that apparently Yuki had the old. So there was a front wing upgrade, I believe. I was listening to something from the race, and I'm sure they were saying that Yuki actually, Yuki got damaged to his front wing in practice, so he had to have the old front wing. I think. I think I think that's the thing. Um, but either way, let's talk about Alpha Romeo. Usually, I, I gloss over Alpha Romeo because I have very little to say, but not today, because. Damn, they turned up seriously on Saturday. I mean, Joe was quickest in Q2 on the mediums. P5. He was only half, a, about, he was about half a tenth off of P4, was Joe. Something about this Alfa Romeo just worked around the Hungarian. Did Alfa have upgrades? Now, I'd, I've not looked in detail, I'll be honest. Can anyone in chat elaborate as to whether they've brought... Because like, I've not seen anything about significant upgrades. The reason that this is interesting... Yeah, nothing like nothing major. Like, it's just because around this track, in these conditions, hot conditions on Saturday, because it wasn't quite as hot. It was hotter on Sunday than it was Saturday, but it was still hot. And... Um, just around this tight twisty track on a hot Saturday afternoon at the Hungaroring. Weirdly quick. Unfortunately, we'll never really know. I mean, Bottas's race pace was definitely quicker than Albon's. Um, it was Albon's straight line speed that saved him from getting overtaken from Bottas. I don't know what Alfa Romeo's potential race pace could have been obviously Joe had a very lonely race after his issue which I mean god I can't I just watched Joe go around and I was like ah uh, why does it if I was him I'd have just chucked it I'd been like ah uh, I'm going home I'm parking it lads I can't do it I, I can't this is too much for me team team boys and girls I'm sorry <laughs> It's just it's just too sad to start B5 and just not move. Like, bun this, man. 
I'm going home. I'm, I'll see you in Belgium. I'm off. It's their best Saturday since, what, 2012, I think it was? 2012. It's been like a decade before that since they've qualified this well. And they're left with nothing. So I, 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 I do feel... I feel sad for them. I do feel sad for them. But I, I'm happy that Alfa Romeo had that Saturday evening to celebrate and enjoy starting the race P5, P7. As much as it came to nothing. I am... Um, I'm happy for them. I'm happy for them. And well done, Joe. Well done, Joe, for qualifying P5. Not so much for taking everyone out at the start. But well done for qualifying. Haas... My goodness. Oh, God. It's the same again. They just they just eat their tyres. You're not meant to eat them. You're meant to race on them, Haas. You don't eat tyres. That's not the point. Um, Hulkenberg, great in qualifying. It's making Magnussen look second rate, which I'm surprised it's... Um, the gap's as big as it is. But, um, damn... That Haas is trash in the race. In qualifying, again, in the hands of Nico, it's pretty good. But you don't win points for qualifying. You don't win points for qualifying. And they've apparently broken. If Haas have broken the cost cap, oh my God. <laughs> Imagine if Haas broke the cost cap. My goodness. All that money grab money. It was like, oh God, it's too much money. <laughs> that would be a modern tragedy. That would be awful. Right, okay. McLaren. McLaza. Let's talk about the Papayans. Okay. Another great weekend. Fantastic job in qualifying from Lando. Oscar, a couple of attempts back from Lando. That's all good. That's with these upgrades, that still gets Oscar a P4 start. So there we go. Energy in chat for McLaren, please. Love that. And um, yeah, I mean, Lando, very good race. I said this on Twitter. Even just in turn one. So Oscar appeared to have damage. He said after the race that he had some damage to the floor. Whether that was from when him and Perez went side by side and went on the grass Others have said it's he hit a curb or something. I don't know. It seems that Oscar had damage. It does kind of ring. It makes sense because Oscar's pace at one stage was okay. And then it just seemed to fall off a cliff. He seemed to lose the tyres completely. When you get damaged to these cars, however subtle it might be. Because of how aero, you know, efficient and dependent they are. That can really ruin your tyres. And... Um, he fell back, but Lando held on to the tyres, held off Checo Perez. Um, damn. Great day for McLaren once again. More points on the board. In terms of performance-wise, is there much more to say? Again, if Piastri had damage, it's impossible to know how much that affected him. Ultimately, I think Oscar still got more to, more to learn. You know, Lando was taking a much wider line into turn one, which is going to put more, sorry, less energy through the tyres. If you're tyre preserving, then that's important. 
Can you see McLaren win next year? Well, this year, sorry. I think ultimately they're in the best place to pick up the pieces. Them and Mercedes, to be fair, actually. I wouldn't necessarily McLaren. I wouldn't say McLaren are the best place to pick up the pieces. I think they're equal with Mercedes. Like, track characteristics-wise, I think they're about equal. And um, Oscar's doing a very good job. But let's talk about the trophy. Oh, Lando. Now, I've seen a little bit of the... Um, the What's the term? The chat. The dialogue. The discourse. The discourse. Online. Regarding... So, if you don't know. Lando. P2. Big bottle of Ferrari... Champagne, can you call it champagne? If it's not made in champagne in France, then it's not champagne. It's a sparkling wine or whatever it is. Gets it. Bang on the floor. Trophy falls over. Max's trophy. Smash into a couple of bits, like the top comes off, whatever. Carries on. And then there's kind of bantering at the end. And Lando's been getting heat. So Lando's been getting heat from like two two different things, right? He's been getting heat because he broke the trophy, and then when he's been asked about it, he's been very like flippant about it, being like, "Oh well, it's Max's." Like I can't remember the exact quotes, right? But he's been very like he's he's not been like, "Oh sorry, like sorry, Max, sorry." He's, he's been like the opposite of that, right? Now, look with the with the best will in the world, right? If if this was, say, I don't know, Joe Guanyu, right, winning the race, okay, and Lando did that and smashed Joe's trophy, I I think, right, I like to think that Lando would have been apologetic and would have been like, but like him and Max are like mates, right? They're mates. They go on holiday together. They're good mates. And again, with the best one, Max is laughing about it as well. Right, so like if if Max was like Lando, what Lando, what <laughs> like what are you doing? Like you, like if if Max was proper like vexed about it, then uh, yeah, that's a different story as well. But Max was laughing it off. They're good mates as well. So for me, like I know some people have taken you know issue with the way Lando's like been disrespectful about it or whatever, but I just think like he he's just I think he's just bannering his mate a bit, isn't he? And yeah, obviously, yeah, so like a forty thousand dollar porcelain. I mean, I'm not being funny. To an F one driver, forty thousand dollars is nothing. So, um, and it takes like six months to make. Like, like I, I, I kind of get, I get it to an extent, but look. These two are mates. Like, there's there's no hard feelings there. Like, certainly not from Max's point of view. Um, then Lando's catching heat from like comments about Lewis, because basically Toto. It's funny. So Toto's been saying that the Mercedes is the second quickest car, but then George and Lewis, which is kind of classic drivers, really, isn't it? Because the drive, like, they've both been saying like, oh, no, McLaren's faster than our car at the minute, which. I mean, I'm not. I, I, again, I think if if Mercedes, you know, weren't dealing with the cooling issues that they seem to be in Hungary, 
I think it's track dependent. If it was a bit cooler in Hungary, I think Mercedes would have been clear. But you, sorry, and just one of one of you in chat, McLaren are clear second quickest. That's just not true. Like the look up the word definition of worst. I hate when people do this. Clear, like clear, as in like one hundred percent, completely clear, transparent. It's it's one hundred percent. They're clear clear second quickest that's not true what are you talking about that's not true Lewis was closing in on Checo and Lando at the end once he didn't have to like run his engine on a lower mode this is not true Lewis out qualified both McLarens what are you talking about that's not true it's not clear that's what I'm saying right maybe the McLaren is quicker Right, overall on different tracks, but it's not clear, is it? It's not clear. That's just that's just incorrect. Okay, it's close. It's close. Whatever way it is it's close, right? Yeah, exactly. They're both about equal, but both have different strengths. Exactly. They're not clear. Okay. I just oh god. When people it's like oh no, it's clear. It's completely clear. It's one hundred. No. Stop. Stop. <laughs> but yeah, so so Lando was like, oh yeah, but Lewis has never had to deal with like uh, the worst car. Which, I mean, Lewis has had some, especially like the McLarens at times were a bit rubbish like towards the end of his time at McLaren. I mean, look, ultimately, has Lewis ever had to race in the worst car, which the McLaren was arguably the worst car at the start of the season? No, like he, it's not incorrect what he's saying. And again, like these drivers know each other, and I don't know. I just it it all gets a bit. Ultimately, when when Lando, it, it will when you say these things, it's gonna antagonize certain parts of different drivers' fan base. Of course, it is like it happens, right? <laughs> Yeah, Lewis has clearly never had the worst car. That is true. He has won from the back before, Brazil, 21. But he's never had the worst car. I mean, that, that, of course he's not. Like, no one can say that Lewis has had the worst car. Whereas Lando has, at times, had the worst car on the grid or joint worst car. But, whatever. Like, it's... People just want an excuse to argue, I think. Just like, it's, it's, really, not, it's, it's really not all that deep, is it? Um, Tom, did you see McLaren are bringing another substantial upgrade in one of the races in Asia? I think they were aiming for Singapore, I believe. But um, I know that Stella, Stella was saying that, that there were some of the upgrades due that they've actually pushed back now because they were like they still need a bit more work. So people have to have a shout on X. God, Max, X, Elon, what are you playing at? Um, but yeah, all in all, good progress from McLaren once again. Well done, the papaya. Alpine. Oh, I felt so, I feel so sorry for the team. Just you've got to put all that effort in, and then lap one. Like. I mean, to be fair, Ocon said it. He was like, when, when you're starting down towards the kind of lower midfield, that you're more likely to get caught out in these kind of incidents because 
drivers are, I think, a bit more desperate to make up position because it is so close within that midfield. If you can make up a couple of positions at the start, you're probably holding on to them because everyone in that, you know, that segment is so close. But not much more to say, is there, really? Um, I haven't actually seen the pictures of Ocon. I know Ocon said his seat broke because he got... Remember when Lewis got launched with his contact with um, Fernando in Spa? Kind of similar, Ocon got launched. You know what's annoying? Because I was sat at turn one. I didn't see it. You know why I didn't see it? Because I was focused on Oscar Piastri, looking like he was going to make a move on the outside of Max Verstappen. So I was like, God, Oscar! And then, and then like, I wasn't really, I was just looking at that. Because I saw him come out, and I was like, Oscar's got a run on Max here. I was like, fuck. Oscar's got a run on Max. I was looking at that. And then all the, I didn't even see it. I did not see it. It did kind of. Um, it it was annoying that I didn't see it because it was only watching replays after that I was like, oh wow, that was like a big bit of contact, um, proper yeeted Ocon into the air. But yeah, shame. Not much more to say. Alpine, pull your fingers out. You got a new um, CEO, so we'll see how that does. Uh, for oh for. They had a long pit stop with Charles, then Charles got five seconds, and uh, George jumped both of them. George started P18, and he jumped both Ferraris, and like Leclerc got to Q3, and George still finished ahead of him, who started P18, and Ferrari were comfortably faster than Mercedes last year. Um, so. Yeah, I've heard about this show. I haven't heard the show radio with Xavi, but I've heard that um, it, he was quite like, you know, well, t- tell me, tell me. Also, I just realised there's someone in the chat called Minton. I wish I had longer legs. <laughs> Love that. Uh, nah, Minton lo- Minton's got quite lo- long legs for a uh, sausage dog. <laughs> um... So, yeah, what Ferrari not allowing Carlos to pass Charles when he was on the soft, that is crazy. Yeah, it did, because I, I, the Ferraris were running in close proximity, like, the whole race. And, yeah, seeing Carlos on the softs, that, I was kind of wondering, like, oh, God, that, he's giving, they're giving themselves a bit of bit of something here, considering these two haven't been, like, the... It's not been the chummiest, most lovely, you know, warm environment um, <laughs> recently, Ferrari. And, oh, I mean, I think uh, Charles has come out and said that he had issues with his radio and that's why he was, you know, he had a bit of a, I, you know, I've not seen, I've not listened to the radios, but he had a certain tone on the radio, right? And it, he, he said it was something to do with that, but, oh yeah, I've seen the clips of uh, Matt's reaction, particularly, and Tommy's laughter, it's good. We can all enjoy um, Matt. <laughs> Matt, Matt's pain around Charles. Love you, Matt, but... Oh, you do make it funny. You do make it enjoyable. Um, he sounded super sad on the radio. Yeah, I mean... I just... What do you do? What do you do if you're Charles Leclerc? What do you do if you can't science? That... Just hope. Just stay and hope that it gets better. I mean, like, they're ahead of the Aston Martin, sure, but they've not taken a step forward for what seems like ages. I don't know. 
Oliver, when will we see a Tomo Shelby Peaky Blinder? All right. All right. Uh, that's that's about as much as you're going to get. I used to be able to do quite a good... When I used to watch... Because I, I used to watch Peaky Blinder. I haven't watched like the latest series or whatever. But who's the one with the moustache who's got a really like grovelly voice? Like gro grovelly? Gro gravelly voice. There you go. Nah, it's, it's not good. I haven't done it. I used to I used to do an alright Arthur, but not anymore. Oh Arthur. Oh nah. I I I can't even remember exactly what he sounds like. I need to I need I need to refresh my Peaky Blinder exposure. Oh Arthur. Nah, it's not it's not good. It's not good. Um <laughs> Thank you, Lowell, for the uh, $10. Ferrari should have swapped their cars towards the end. Leclerc had the penalty. So with the Russell coming, they should have put Science in front. Charles could slow down Russell and Science could hold P6. I don't think that would have worked. I mean, George had a massive tyre advantage over Carlos, didn't he? He breezed by him in the end. He almost overtook. He was right on his gearbox at the start of the straight. So, I mean, I don't think that would have made a difference in my opinion, lol. But uh, maybe if 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 Charles had like accidentally taken George out, <laughs> that's pretty much as good they as good as they could have got. Um, L R for impression. Yeah, it's it's not my best. It's not my best. I'm sorry. I do apologize. Ah, another second pit stop pain. Yeah. No fighting, no fighting. <laughs> Our Ferrari, stop. Just stop. Stop. No. So I'm turning off Minton. Um, right, Mercedes. Mercedes, Mercedes, Mercedes. Ah, George Russell, man. It, it was a bit, um, again, watching on Saturday, didn't really know what had happened to George. So I'm sat there at turn one and all of a sudden he's P18. I'm like, what the hell? Um, he did get a bit stiff, didn't he? Not in a good way. Um, <laughs> waiting to start his lap and then Lando overtook him and then someone else overtook him and then I think Gasly overtook him. And he was just like, well, he, he must have lost a good couple of attempts by not getting a proper good start to his lap. So, um, yeah, George, it, it wasn't ideal. And the recovery, recovery, for me, the recovery, given given the Mercedes is a, is a top, you know, arguably second best car, maybe third, second or third best car, to recover from P18 to P6 is, I mean, all right, you know what? what which recovery, I, I want to I wanna know. Which recovery drive was was more impressive? Was it Checo or was it Georges? Was it gorgeous George? Checo or George? So P yeah, P eighteen to P six in a Mercedes or P nine to P three in a Red Bull. 
I agree. <laughs> you know, it's, it, it's, it is interesting though, because like, look, again, Checo's recovery drive was good, but was it driver of the day good? That was another thing Lando was getting for as well. Because when he saw it, it was Checo driver of the day, he was like, that guy got driver of the day? And to be, I mean, to be fair, like, I felt the same. <laughs> oh yeah, I spelt his name wrong. Juroj, Juroji, <laughs> Latte Boy. Jiroji. Um wow, ninety percent of you have gone George. Only ten percent Checo. Yeah, I mean look, that Max proves that that Red Bull at the Hungaring utterly dominant potential that he re Oh, the batteries died. Oh, actually Where are my other batteries? Um <laughs> Audio only people don't have to worry, right? This is just uh I've got to find where I put my other batteries. I think they're in here, are they? No, they're not in there. Oh, they're in here, cool. Okay. I have other batteries, don't worry everyone. You'll see my face soon enough. Okay. Don't don't panic. Don't panic. There is no need to be upset. Okay, we go to the little the little rainbow and then New battery goes in. I do I do need to set up my dummy battery, so at some point, but I don't have enough plug sockets. There we go. Hello everyone. I have returned. Um what was I saying? Yeah, um yeah, George recovering in that car to P six ahead of both Ferraris is of course uh you know if if Checo had got P two fine. I mean, I you couldn't. Could you have reasonably expected anything more from George? I would argue no. Could you have reasonably expected Checo to get P two? I would argue yes. So, yeah, it is. It is pretty. Um, it it was it was good from Checo, but it wasn't as good as George's. It wasn't as good as George's recovery drive. But there we go. Jeroj. Jerod Russell, Jeroji Russ, um, and then Lewis. I do think if he hadn't have lost position to the McLarens at the start, yeah, again maybe having to manage the temperatures, Oscar would have been on the back of him, um, and Lando obviously. Uh, yeah, I mean he was he was catching Perez at the end, and he was catching. Um, Norris at the end, a little bit. All in all, fantastic qualifying from Lewis, but he he did let himself down off the start, didn't he? And that was a, that was a big shame because that could have been, you know, it couldn't couldn't should have been more exciting at the start if he'd been able to cover that inside line. It could have given something, but as soon as Max gets ahead, that was it was game over, wasn't it? So, um. Yeah, I think the Mercedes and the McLaren are, are, are the new, the new two, the new two who are challenging. You know, you had kind of Aston and Ferrari at the start of the year, and now it's McLaren and Mercedes who are again. If Red Bull weren't here, this title would be mad. But there you go. Even Apex GP had a better weekend. Last <laughs> Sander, that was good, mate. That was good. I like that. Um, you see, the Apex GP car was in part Fermi. 
Gasly, I think Gasly was, or maybe, no, I think it was one of the AlphaTauris actually was pulled up behind him. I saw the F1 TV picture of the, and you see the back of the Apex GP car. So they, they've been very good, they've been very subtle with it. You wouldn't know, they've just uh, slid him in, just subtle, not interfering, you know. Did I see the Apex cars? Yes, actually, Dirk. So I saw, I posted this on Twitter, I saw the Apex GP cars doing the Schumacher Barrichello squeeze. Now, if you don't know what that is, go, oh, what year was it? 2003? Maybe. Around that kind of time. And it was, no, no, sorry, what I'm talking about, it's like 2012, wasn't it? Was it twenty? Because Schumacher was in the Mercedes, and Barrichello was in the Williams. Was it twenty ten? There you go. Twenty ten. Um, don't get cancelled. Why would I get cancelled? Um, but yeah, they they um gave yeah they did like the squeeze, the squeeze into the uh to the wall. Um, that that Schumacher did on Barrichello in 2010, and um, yeah, it actually it was pretty close as well. It was good shot for the film that'll be, and that's definitely going to be some kind of scene. I think Kim's video on Apex GP was taken down. Oh, yeah, but I'm just I'm just talking about it. So. Be fine. It'll be fine. What's the worst that can? Uh, this stream has been cancelled. By FOM. Anyway, right, Mercedes, their second, if not third, best car. Moving on, Aston Martin, awful Martin. Awful Martin. Yeah, they're all on a strike, that's true. <laughs> Aston mid, Aston. Oh, Aston Mid, 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 Midton, Midton. Aston Mid. Look, they set high expectations at the start of the year. And they've not been able to maintain them. They've not moved their car forward. Fernando seems to think it's something to do with this new tyre compound as well that came in from Silverstone. Perhaps. The team seems to think it's more to do with... Um, everyone else kind of catching up and surpassing them and them kind of staying still because... According to them, their gap to Red Bull is, is about the same as what it was at the start of the year. Sell your stock. No, Mitchell, I'm, I'm, I'm holding. I'm holding on my Aston Martin stock. I mean, I'm like, I'm well down, so there's no point me selling. I might as well keep it. It's not that much stock. So, there you go. Not fast and Martin. That's good, Rivethead. I like that. Not very fast and Martin. Hmm. Hmm. Aston Farting. There's a lot of good ones. There's a lot of good ones. I'll be honest. There's a lot of good ones knocking about. A lot of good slander. Um, I've got nothing. This is a very awful Romeo weekend, but about Aston Martin. 9 10. A few points. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Laston Martin. Yeah, but they weren't last. If they were actually last, then. Last and Martin. 
would work. Not astonishing. Not astonishing, Martin. <laughs> oh, I think that's a winner. Willow. I'm pinning that. Not astonishing, Martin. <laughs> this is too good. There's too many good ones. Aston Cartin. Oh, that's good. Aston Cartin. Hmm. No, not astonishing, Martin. That's good. I enjoy that. Um, anyway, Red Bull Racing. 12 races on the bounce. A broken record with a broken trophy. I think that trophy is going to be worth more now. It's like the Leaning Tower of Pisa. They could, they could fix that tower. But if they did, it wouldn't be a tourist attraction anymore. So just keep it. Keep it on the tilt, you know? Keep it on the tilt. What can I say? Fantastic, fantastic job um, to get that car where it is. It's it's crazy. It is crazy. And Max is just wringing the neck out of it. You know, if Checo had qualified in the kind of top three, then he would have been clear as, 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 as well. So, yeah. It's um, it's ominous. It's ominous. I still, again, I, I think that I like to think with the law of diminishing returns that the other cars will start to catch up by next season. I think that ultimately, even if they do catch up with the Verstappen effect with Max in that car, he's just he's the best driver in F one at the minute, for sure, in my opinion. He's very confident, very comfortable, very happy in his car. They've kept on the same philosophy since the start of 22 and just developed and moved it forward. There you go. And here they are. Will Max DNF this season? I don't think he will of his own accord. Who knows anything like Anything can happen. To win nine races in a row, which is kind of two away from matching now, you know, it, it takes there to... Anyone could just harpoon into the side of him and then that's gone. But we'll see. We will see. I mean, can Max win the rest of them? If Max doesn't have any issues, if there are no car issues and he's not taken out, then he can definitely win every single race for the rest of this year, for sure. For sure. Cars are too reliable. You're not wrong, man. You're not wrong. You're not wrong, like... These cars are so reliable now, and these drivers, the quality throughout is so good that the cars arguably make a bigger difference than ever. And this is the thing that is kind of somewhat holding these new regulations, changing things up back. Even twenty, like even ten years ago, you know, some of the drivers towards the bottom of F one were genuine, like were genuinely terrible. Not genuinely. It's all relative, of course, right? You know, Latifi was the last one who was, like, way off, right? Even now, like, you know, Sergeant's not doing an amazing job, but he's getting there, and I think he's, he's shown enough already that he can be close to Alex at times. He's had no more UGE days, you know? It's, um, it's an ominous time, but look, obviously with this good performance from Ricardo, Checo... You know, needed a, a good drive, and he, he did a good drive in the race for sure. Um, 
he needs some clean weekends. He needs no more recovery drives. He needs podiums. He needs to be starting up in P2-3 and finishing P2-3. That's what he needs. Quiz, who's the only driver to appear in every Q3, SQ3 so far this season? Ooh, David, that's a good question. Um, I'm going to say... Hmm. I'm going to say Fernando. That's my guess. It was Alonso. There you go. Bosh. I was thinking Norris at first, but then I remembered, oh wait, that McLaren was terrible at the start of the year. Absolutely awful. But yeah, I still, it will be interesting. If Ricardo can carry on banging the results in, Checo, it will be a straight choice, won't it, between the two? Because Red Bull have come out and said, you know, part of the reason they put Ricardo in is because that's more interesting driver to potentially put in the Red Bull. But you know, Christian Sand twenty twenty five. I think that's. I think if they see enough from Ricardo relative to Checo, if 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 they think check if they think Ricardo would do a better job than Checo in twenty twenty four by the end of this year, they they're, they're going to put Ricardo in that Red Bull. I've got like no doubt about that. Like, if they think check, like it's it's a straight easy decision. It's not an easy decision, not by any stretch, right? Because I think it will be close. But it's a straight up decision. After Abu Dhabi this year, Checo, Ricardo, looking at all their data, who's going to be do the better job in twenty twenty four in a Red Bull? decisions please both of them bring you know ricardo's got the bigger kind of global fan base checo's got the support of a different region as well of the world that not many drivers touch kind of in terms of being really big in south america latin america you know checo really has a not south america obviously mexico's north america isn't it latin america i mean um so yeah, I think I think it'll be straight up there, and then we'll see. We'll see with Lawson again. If 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 Sonoda gets bodied by Ricardo, maybe they do replace Sonoda with Lawson. Polar, you want to be polled? Uh, oh, I mean, I guess okay. Who who gets the the twenty twenty four RB seat? Next to Max. We'll see how this... Uh, is it Rick or is it Perez? I mean, it, it, it's too early. It's too early to say, isn't it? it, it it's, been, it's been a good race from Ricardo, but it's been one race from Ricardo. So... But always interesting to see what you lot think. But I, I do think... I do think all that 2025 chat is... is is a bit of waffle from Christian. I think if they believe Ricardo will do a better job in that Red Bull in 2024, then why wouldn't they put him in that seat? And if they think Checo will do a better job in that 2024 Red Bull, 
then why wouldn't they put him in that seat? You know? I do think overall, as a commercial driver, that um, Checo offers, um, that Ricardo offers more than Checo in his to totality. However, also, if they do want to build that AlphaTauri, whatever it's going to be called next year, team up, then having Ricardo as the face of it has, you know, there's a, there's a lot of pull there, of course. Um, thank you, F1000. Oh, there you go. So, sub so far, 70. Good luck with it, buddy. Thanks again for the five Canadian. Appreciate it. Um, oh, it's very close, that poll. Who gets the 2024 Red Bull seat next to Max? 51% Ricardo, 49% Checo. Damn, that's close. Right, okay, cool. Um, I've been streaming for over an hour and 40 minutes. I'm shattered. I'm very tired, Tomo. So I think we're going to wind up the stream about there. I feel like I've covered pretty much everything. Um, cool. Thank you all for coming. Appreciate you taking the time. Thank you... Um, I like it's. I've been so this 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 month's been sick. Like it's, I've been really busy, but like it's all good busy. It's all good busy, right? Because I went to Austria, did a video, came out really well. I enjoyed it. I got to give away some tickets as well, um, which is great. And then got to go to Silverstone and go um, paddock and. F1 manager and did F123 video and that was sick and then went to Budapest beautiful city see some F1 cars and yeah I mean it's it's it's, it's a privilege honestly like, thank you all so much genuinely um, yeah I'm very lucky to be able to do what I do and it um it means a lot it really does so thank you everyone for supporting and um yeah i will see you i've got some editing to do tomorrow and wednesday and then live stream on thursday for the belgian grand prix so yes thank you all and um good night be well, be happy. Don't you have a picture of Minton? Look, you got go back to one of the other Minton streams. I'll bring him on on Thursday, I promise. All right. Cheers, everyone. Pleasure as always. Thank you. And thank you to everyone who super chatted. You're far too far too good to me. Bye.